Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with Wynne Morgan. Hi, Wynne. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. (laughs) Oh, giggles are back then, Kate. They are. I tried, Wynne. I really tried. Sort of. Ish. (laughs) Okay, I apologize to the audience. Yeah. Ish. (laughs) So you don't really apologize. It's like apologizing and then doing it again. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm going to rock it. <clears throat> so when you actually had an idea this time, I didn't mean to sound surprised, but I just said. <laughs> well, I'd be surprised because it wasn't my idea. It was a dear listener. Oh, that's right. That's right. So if it was my idea, I'd be as shocked as you. <laughs> So, when tell me about the idea from our listener, our lovely, lovely listener. And you know who you are, lovely listener, when I say the word freedom, because you asked us to talk about freedom and have a chat about it and see what we, what Kate and I notice about it. So, your wish is our command, as they say. So, we're going to talk about freedom. And just a bit of disclosure, when... Kate and I talked about that this is what we're going to talk about. We both went to George Michael songs. <laughs> Can't believe you said that. Yeah. Love you, George. Okay. Yeah. That's why we were having a little bit of a giggly because we were talking about two different George Michael songs, mm-hmm. probably because Kate is significantly younger than me. So I went to the Wham song, Freedom, <laughs> and Kate didn't. Kate went to the solo version of Freedom. Um, so anyway... That's what happens before we press record. Ah. Yeah, it's deep. Really deep. <laughs> However, at the same time as that, we both, unknown to each other, looked up a quote about freedom. Mm-hmm. And um, we've kept them as a surprise from each other. So here's mine, because the other thing, as well as the occasional... Um, pop song that might pop into my head about the word freedom. What also comes up? Well, to me, I remember reading this quote years ago, and it was so... It it stopped me in my tracks. And it was a quote by Nelson Mandela. And the quote is, as I walked out the door toward the gate that would lead me to my freedom... I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I'd still be in prison. Mm. I want to read that again. As I walked out the door toward the gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I'd still be in prison. And that was after he was released from Robben Island. But he was in prison for many, many years. 
And the measure of the man to let the bitterness and resentment behind as he walked out the gate to me shines a light on what's possible and how far away from that I am mm. in my own, whether we call it a quest for freedom, but how much of my, uh, my thinking of yesterday and my thinking of even stuff from, well, that could have happened an hour ago or 40 years ago from somebody or me that I still harbor feelings towards. And what's interesting as I'm as I'm saying that and pondering it, I can't think of one. I can't think of a a resentment of something that either I have done or someone else has done. I can't think of one right now. But I know on occasion they crop up in my mind and I feel them when I think them. And to me, me noticing that is a really cool remembering that sometimes I seem free to me and sometimes I feel trapped to me. And, and to the, the virtue or the pointing at that I have varying levels of freedom and not non-freedom of the past or the future just means that it must only exist in my mind and nowhere else because nothing that's temporary, nothing that is temporary is real. Now that's a big statement and I don't know if I see the truth of that, but I think there's something there. <laughs> but certainly nothing temporary is permanent. I mean, that's an obvious statement to make. Anyway, before I go down a rabbit hole, <laughs> drag me up. Mm. You know, my first thought about your quote, and I don't have any reference for physical incarceration. So, you know, with that being said, I don't have that experience, but having been in prison for so long, and that being the kind of in-your-face life experience that he went through, to make the comparison to how real our thought-created prisons are is, I think, is pretty spectacular. That he could even compare the two together having had that experience for so long. But things like resentment and anger, you know, they are part of our thought-created experience, but that can feel just as real, just as solid, like you said. Well, it puts my feeling of resentment towards people in the past who might have slighted me with words <laughs> from 10 days ago to 10 years ago or longer. Kind of puts me in my place and puts perspective on that. And I remember 
I'm going to get the quote wrong. But but it's also interesting to notice that when, if and when I harbor resentment towards somebody else, they have no idea I'm doing it. It's only me that has the feeling. So if I if I forgive somebody else, they don't even know. Because <laughs> I'm the one imagining them in my head right now, unless we have a conversation, but most of the time, it's just me in my own head. Mm. And the person that feels the freedom from forgiveness is myself. I remember a part of the lockdown that various parts of the world, including where you live and including where I live, there were parts of lockdown I found almost, no, not almost, but easy to deal with, and others I found difficult, other moments I found difficult. So I had a varying experience of stay at home, go out once a week for groceries, go to the pharmacy if you need medicine, or exercise for one hour a day, alone or only with people that you live with. It's funny how most of the time that had no impact on me. And occasionally it did. And the occasions that it did, because it was a varying internal feeling to that consistent situation, you know, we, we've said it a few times, but it just proves to me that if I have a varying response to something that is static and constant, then the, the thing cannot be the cause of how I feel. So if my circumstances are constant and yet how I feel varies, it clearly cannot be the circumstances that causes my feelings. And I just love remembering that because if I'm feeling trapped, if I'm feeling secluded, the fact that I've got varying feelings about it means that that is not the cause of how I feel. So maybe, and I'm not saying, hey, it's great where you are if you're feeling trapped in a situation, in a relationship, in a, a physical confinement. I'm not saying, hey, feel better about it. I'm pointing at, if it's variable, how we feel about it then there is not the direct causation from the circumstances that causes us to feel freedom or lack of. And there's some people that I know who do work in the prison system in here in the UK and in the US. And in their work, in helping inmates actually understand how our experience is created, then they have found more freedom while incarcerated than the freedom they had outside before incarceration. I find that astonishing. Mm -hmm. And then there's the, the regret of, well, if I'd have known this before, I wouldn't have done what I did that brought me in here. And that one thing alone has made the likelihood of reoffending fall dramatically. And I don't have the numbers in my mind, but I know it's dramatic. 
not excusing the behavior of anyone that anyone's done, but all of a sudden there's an enlightenment that occurs about why people do anything, including the people who are incarcerated. It's just fascinating to notice that. So if I recall, Kate, you had a quote prepared as well. <laughs> um, I do. And the quote definitely speaks to, speaks to one way that freedom is showing up for me at the moment. Um, so the quote is Byron um, Katie. And she said that when you realize that every stressful moment you experience is a gift that points you to your own freedom, life becomes very kind. Can you read that out again, please? Yeah. When you realize that every stressful moment you experience is a gift that points you to your own freedom, life becomes very kind. What is it about that you love? Mm, because when we realize or get to the point where there is that space that you and I have talked about before, that space between being completely caught up in believing every thought that shows up. And then when we see that we're creating our experience through thought and there's space between it, there's endless possibility in that space of seeing something new, of having our stories of who we are in the world and other people fall away. And the less I find for myself, the less I attach to all of my stories and leave room for something new to come through, and I'm only starting to see this a little bit, you know, and then I don't. Mm. But there's so much freedom, not only freedom in that, but also to that quote, there's a kindness to life that I can't see when I'm caught up. There's a bigger picture that I'm not aware of that I can't experience in any way when I'm caught up. But very rarely do I ever, you know, recognize in the moment of a stressful thought that that's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when I settle down, I do. And the other Good. thing about freedom that I love looking at right now is when I'm creating a, a story of limitation. Like I truly believe that we are freedom. That's what we're made of, of limitless possibility and creation. But that's what we're made of. And when I'm not in my story of limitation, I can sense that freedom. That is me. Yeah. The part in that quote that I would, that I still would like to see more clearly more of the time is exactly what you came back to. Stress being a gift. Mm 
Because when it feels stressful, it doesn't feel like a gift. And then when I remember what stress is, it's a gift. It's a gift of saying, wait, you don't have to buy the story in your head when you don't have to believe what you think because you know how thought works in its illusory temporary nature that looks real and looks permanent. That it looks like my external circumstances are the cause of how I feel on the inside because that's how powerful thought is to human beings. That it transforms something that does not have a cause to how I feel into the appearance of it being the cause of how I feel. And remembering that it then is a gift because it says, hey, wait, you're in your head, son, which is British for you're in your head, my friend. <laughs> or a kind signal that says, slow down. Or a kind signal that says, look what you've made up. In the same way that physical pain is a gift that says, wherever I've put my finger too close to the flame, take it out. It's a gift to have pain. It keeps the body safe. Stress is the same thing, but it's actually saying, not from circumstance, it's from mental overheating. And it can mean, of course, change aspects of my life. It's not saying put up with anything. It doesn't mean that at all. But when I settle down, if there is something that needs to be done about my life, it'll occur to me. And sometimes I'm really trapped in my mind. Sometimes I do not feel freedom because I've got some very sticky stuff going on in my head. And that will inevitably release and I'll inevitably, in a moment, whatever, whenever that moment is, be free again to think something else, to feel something different without my life having to change on the outside. To be free to think and to be free to feel anything as a human being, I find that extraordinary that when I don't put meaning behind what's right to feel, what's wrong to feel, what's right to think, and what's wrong to think, when I don't do that, heck, there's freedom. Or when I allow myself to be human and to have a, a total range of emotions and nothing to fix with my emotions or what I'm thinking, that feels incredibly freeing. It's also amazingly freeing to notice that I do not have to act on my emotions. I do not have to act on what I think because I don't act on every thought. I do not act on every feeling. Noticing that means that it's also the, the disparity between the separation between my inner world and what I do. It's a heck of a thing to notice that freedom there too. You know, one thing that um, I've seen a little bit about, but I know there's more, 
is when I lay down my stories, or maybe they let go of me, maybe, about other people and what's okay or what they need to do or how they need to show up for me to be okay is this freedom that we just naturally offer other people. They don't need to show up in any way for me to be okay. And that's, that's pretty new for me as far as freedom, because I'm always okay. Well, I don't think I am. It has such a different feeling to be with someone and know that they don't need to show up in a certain way for me to be okay and they don't need to change, that they can have whatever experience they're having. It's like that feeling is as obvious as like, like a fist that opens up. Like it's so obvious when you're, when you just allow people to be where they're on, knowing your okayness. It just is, feels so different than the, the, the times when I show up needing them to be a certain way. Or that when I think my okayness is dependent on them. But that's, you know, that's still really new for me in my life. Thank you, Kate. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Lynn. And thank you to our dear listener for suggesting this topic. And if you have a, a topic that you'd like us to discuss and see what we notice as we talk about it out loud with you, then let us know. Our email addresses are in the outro and written out wherever you found this podcast. You've been listening to me, Wynn Morgan, and my wonderful co-host, Kate Roberts, on this week's Under the Noise. And if there's anything else that is on your mind or a... If you'd like to come on as a guest... Let us know. We'd love to talk with you. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at kateroberts.coaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.